0: Visit our website at fbcloyd.ca or look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks and enjoy the latest from FBC. Hey, well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for coming out this morning. We are, we are uh, uh, starting a new ministry year uh, today, and so we're just kick off, and, and I, you know. I'm actually, I'm really excited about this ministry year coming up, and, and, and again, I'm not trying to just blow smoke. Um, I am excited about what we've got planned and some of the different things that we're going to be tackling over the course of the year, and I'm going to kind of just cut straight to the chase this morning. It's our objective, it's our hope, it's our desire that over the course of this year, this ministry year, that we will develop an eternal perspective that we'll develop that as individuals, that we'll develop that as couples and as families, that we'll develop that as a church, that we will grow in this whole idea of having and adopting an eternal perspective, which is to say that we would take the long view rather than the short view. So as we develop an eternal perspective, as we take on the long view, if you will, then what that means is that we will come to the point in our relationship with God that we will grow in that relationship, to where we begin to understand His perspective, His look, outlook on life, His approach to life. And not that we would just understand it, but that we would then subscribe to it, and not that we would just then subscribe to it in our heads, in our hearts, but that it would begin. To be what we live out in our lives going forward. That we would live out the long view. So we don't want you to just simply adopt his standard and just subscribe to it. We don't want you to just think it, but we want it to be something that we live out day by day in the circumstances of our lives, in the relationships of our lives. So which is to say, in other words then, that we would know God's perspective. That we would understand that, and that would become our perspective. That we would understand his priorities, and that they would become our priorities. And that then we would also take on his mission. And that that would become our mission as his people. So, over the next number of months, we want you to be asking yourself this question just regularly. This is something that we want you to have just sort of in the back of your head that as you're going about your day, you ask yourself this question Is this the long view? Is what I am about to do the long view, or am I taking the short view? Am I going to take on God's perspective? Or am I going to live this out now for me? So whatever circumstance you're in, whatever situations you find yourselves encountering, are you looking at it with the long view? In your relationships, in your relationships with your spouse, in your relationships with your kids, in your relationships with your friends and your family, your neighbors. Are you taking the long view or is it the short view? And as you're setting goals for yourself for this coming year, for even beyond that to the years ahead, are they goals that are reflecting the long view or are they goals that are strictly short term, short view about you? So to help us adopt this eternal perspective, to help us find that long view and then embrace it, we've come up with, I think, some really cool series that we're going to be launching off into right away. We're starting today with a series that we're calling Help, I Need Somebody. We're going to follow that up with a series called what are you looking at? It's better if you say it like Clint Eastwood. What are you looking at? And, and Kelsey actually wanted us, wanted us to call it, What are you looking at, punk? But, but we decided not to do that. Not because it was so avant-garde, really, but just because we didn't think that we could do it with the credibility that Kelsey does it with. In November... We're going to do another series that we're going to call Call Waiting, that we're calling Call Waiting. And then as we come into Christmas, we're going to do a series called Written in the Sky. And then we get to the new year, which is going to be really cool too, but I'm not going to tell you about that yet. We've got it all the way planned out to August, and um, I'm excited about that too. But we'll leave something for later to get you excited about as we get a little bit closer to that. So we're going to start this morning with this series called Help, I Need Somebody, with this whole idea of Help, I Need Somebody. But before we launch into that, would you just stop and let's bow and ask God to come and speak to us as we start this ministry year as we go into the service today. Father, this morning, again, we stop and we come before you and we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for the way that you've built into our lives. Lord, I pray that for those that don't know you yet this morning, that this series, this ministry year would be instrumental in helping them come to know you personally. And Lord, for those of us that do know you, that we would know you better as we come together as individuals, as families, as a church, and as we study you, as we lean into you, as we try and engage with you that by your spirit, that you would demonstrate yourself to us so that we would come to understand you better that our lives would come in line with who you are and what you're all about, your priorities, your plans, and that we would be able then to be a better reflection of you to the world around us. And Lord, we know that that is so necessary. The world needs you today. And Lord, you've chosen to work through us to make that possible. And so I pray that you would help us to become the very best of witnesses for you. So to that end, as we start now this morning in this series, I pray that you would come now and that you would speak to us, that by your spirit that you would come alongside of us in this morning that we would know beyond a shadow of a doubt your presence here and your participation in our lives such that we would listen, that we would hear, and that we would change. And so to that end, God, I pray these things now and I ask for your blessing upon us and I ask all of this by way of your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name I pray, amen. All right, so if you would, turn with me in your Bible. We're going to start with John thirteen thirty four this morning. I think that this is the absolute most appropriate place to start our, this new series of Help, I Need Someone. John 13, verse 34. There it says, this is Jesus speaking, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Now, you'll remember that this comes just before Christ is about to go to die. Just just before he's about to go into the trials that are going to lead him to his crucifixion. And this is his last gathering together with his disciples. So as he gathers them together, he speaks to them and he gives them this new command to love one another as he has loved us. But to understand, for us to understand this morning the significance of that new command, we need to understand the context that Jesus gives it to us from We need to understand his perspective, his frame of reference, if you will. So for that, we need to drop back to Christ's high priestly prayer that Bruce spoke about a couple of weeks ago at the end of our Prayers of Biblical Proportion series. So if you would, turn with me now to John 17, and we're going to look at verses 20 to 23. And that's going to give us then the perspective, the frame of reference that we need to understand this new command that Jesus is giving his disciples, and through them, to us this morning as well. Any of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ, then this is the command for you and I as well. Not just his disciples then, but you and I as well today. So John 17, verses 20 to 23. There it says, My prayer, and again, this is Jesus speaking, as he's praying to God. that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. Now, Bruce brought up this idea of having a series called Help I Need Someone, and we seized it at our staff planning retreat earlier this year we thought that this was so appropriate right now. As we come out of COVID, and I trust that we are still coming out of COVID, we've recognized our need for one another. When we look at things like quarantine and lockdown and social distancing and so on and so forth, we just recognize over and over that we are designed not to do life solo but that we're designed to do life together. So as we started thinking about this series, we thought, well, that will be so appropriate because we need to get back to some of these basics, I think. Not just for ourselves, but for everyone, including ourselves, that we would adopt this perspective of doing life together, of reaching out and caring for one another around us, but also... Not just that, but also because we also recognized that this series would speak into the whole idea of getting to know God better, engaging with him in such a way that we would know him, experience him in our lives, and so that then our faith in him would grow and that that would change us as we move forward. So on that basis, on those two bases, we thought that this was such a great series. And here we begin to see why. Because in this series, and especially in this command as we begin this series, we recognize that for us to have the relationship with one another that we need, the relationship that God is calling us to here, then that is going to change the way that we work with one another. But it's also going to require help and assistance in getting there. Because God has just set before us his standard. That we would be one with him and with the Father. That you and I would be one in the same way that he is one with the Father. That we would love each other in the same way that he and the Father love each other. And in the same way that he and the Father love us. That we would also then love he and the Father that way. So it's this perfect circle, if you will. And God's calling us to this standard now this morning. Now, we like to stop at the idea of, well, we should love God, and God loves us, right? That's where we tend to draw the line. Well, I love God, and God loves me, and that's enough. But we see here that it isn't. That it isn't sufficient. God doesn't, Leave it at that. There's a whole nother level and a whole nother measure beyond that. So we have to go beyond it. We need to understand this morning for us as Christ's followers to be unified with him means that we are loving of one another. Let me say that again. We need to understand this morning that as followers of Jesus Christ, that we have to be loving of one another. Anything short of that is a failure in the mission. It's less than what God has called us to. And what's more... Is that in essence, then, it is a rejection of God Himself. And we don't like to think about that. We think that we're okay. As long as I'm doing my thing and loving God and God's loving me, it doesn't matter about these other relationships around me. And it's just not true. This is fundamental. To what God is calling us to. And as we recognize that then, it helps us to understand some other pieces of Scripture that speak very definitively about this. Scripture that I sometimes think that we gloss over and somehow rationalize as not applying to me. Well, that applies to them over there. They should probably listen to this. It applies to him. It applies to her. But rarely do. I think we go home and actually think about this in my context, in our own context. So listen to these other pieces of scripture as Paul and John speak into our lives very, very clearly on this whole area. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 3. Popular, popular passage. Paul says there, If I speak. In the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Now, think about this again. God's called us to love one another in the same way that he's, he loves the son, the son loves him, and that we're to love him and they, that they love us. Okay? Okay. Altogether, package deal. So I can't just dissociate myself from the whole loving one another piece as I'm reading this here this morning. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, that is to say, do not love one another, don't love those around me, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, if I'm not loving one another, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. We like to think about love as oh, I've got love. I love. But the question here this morning for us is am I loving one another? Because if I'm not, I'm failing in my mission with God. I've failed in the standard that He's calling me to this morning. And in essence then, I'm rejecting him and what he's calling me to. 1 John 4, 7, and 8 comes out and speaks even maybe a little bit more directly. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. If I'm not loving one another, those around me this morning, apparently I don't know God. 1 John 4.20, a few verses later, John expands on it again. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For, whatever does not, for whoever does not love their brothers or sisters, Whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. This morning, as we come to realize that our love for God and for one another is central to God's plan for us, is central to God Himself. Then we can see we begin to understand how to spurn how that when we spurn that. Then we are causing, or we are even an affront to God ourselves. As we begin to understand how central, how much of 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 the core that this holds for God and who he is, then that has to change our perspective. And therefore, in his command for us to love one another, we find that this is not some peripheral addendum that he's just throwing out. Hey, one last thing, kids, before I go. Remember to love one another. It's not just some peripheral addendum. addendum. And it's not him just merely saying, hey, play nice while I'm gone. Everybody get along. It is core to who God is and who he's calling us to be. So, This morning, as we come to this command of God to love one another, this command from God for us to love one another, the long view begins to come into focus for us today. We begin to understand how to live our lives in recognition of God and who He is and who He's calling us to be. As I subscribe to God, and as I claim to be a follower of God, of Jesus Christ, then I must also subscribe to loving those around me. Everyone. All of them. All the time. So we're starting here today with this series because it is such a foundational block that we're building on. Without this, the rest of it doesn't matter. It amounts to nothing. I gain nothing. It means nothing if I don't have this thing in place. And honestly, like, I mean, we could take a break now till Christmas and go up and work on that, eh? Because if you're like me, As I'm sitting here this week, and honestly, as I'm sitting here this week, watching mask mandates come down and different things like that, honestly, I'm having to talk to myself about loving those around me. And having that long view come into focus for me as I approach some of these things and some of these folks and these different situations that I'm encountering. This is speaking into my life right now. I trust that it will do the same for us all. Now this morning. If I can be so bold as to assume that we've established that now as a, as a foundation. Then we can go on and recognize that God didn't just give us the command. Jesus didn't just leave us with the command. He also gives us the measure by which we can evaluate ourselves against that command. And you know what? I think that that was was really problematic of him. Because up to that point, like, I mean, okay, fine. I'm to love everyone. And now I can define that, right? I can go forward and I can figure that out. Well, that was actually awfully loving compared to what I might have done otherwise. Right? But sensing that one day Doug was going to be coming along to read this and trying to understand it and and recognizing that Doug would probably also find a way to try and rationalize it and work his way around it. Jesus tags on one more thing. This command I give you that you love one another, not just as you define, but that you love one another as I have loved you, he adds. And now, I've really got something to think about. So, how has Christ loved us? Well, again, even in this little snapshot that we see right here as Christ is talking to his disciples, we recognize that just a few moments earlier, before this part of the conversation came up, Christ had taken a basin and wrapped a towel around himself and he had washed their feet. And just a few moments after this conversation we're going to find that he's taken Jesus is taken led into some kangaroo courts and ultimately beaten flogged and crucified so already we see the foot washing and the cross as a backdrop To these words, this command. And in that, then he gives us some real insights, just really quickly, as to what he means when he says that we're to love one another as he has loved us. We see that it's in the simple act at some points, when we can just simply do something for someone. But it's not only in the simple acts, it's also in the ultimate act of him laying down his life for us. And therein we need to understand that we need to lay our lives down for one another. And maybe at some point even up to and including the ultimate act of legitimately laying down our life for someone. That day might come for us. As we look at this backdrop, we see some other things. We see that at some point, loving one another is going to get messy. That we're going to have to get down and get out some water and wash someone's feet. That it isn't always going to be just simple, neat, and tidy. But there are going to be points when we actually have to wade into the muck and get into the dirt to help someone, to love them. We see in this backdrop as Jesus speaks to his disciples and he speaks to us today that at some points, loving one another means it's going to get awkward. When was the last time that you said, hey dude, hey, girlfriend, give me your feet. I think they need to be washed. At some points, it's not going to be simple and customary or conventional. It's going to get awkward. We're going to have to look Awkwardness in the face and make a decision. Am I going to take the long view now or am I going to take the short view? As we see Jesus speaking into the lives of his disciples, as we see him speaking into our lives this morning, we also understand from his example that loving one another means that it's going to cost us. going to cost us. One way or another, there's a price to be paid when we love one another properly. When we love as Jesus did. That it isn't just for our benefit. It isn't for the ancillary benefits that we are to derive from this. But we're loving them for their sake. And that means then that we've got to pay up, not get paid back. As we see and as we consider this backdrop that Jesus is calling us to in loving one another, we also recognize that there is not a point that we will ever be done. That there's not a point in our lives when you and I can say, well, now I'm finished. It's someone else's turn. It's time for me to get loved on. But rather, until my dying breath, literally, and as we hear it, even as Jesus is on the cross saying, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That for you and I, As Jesus calls us to love one another, he's calling us to do it every day for the rest of our lives. In whatever ways we can. So Jesus gives us the command, but he also gives us the measure by which we can evaluate ourselves. And we have to keep that in mind. I can't just take the command and come up with my own structure my own ability to assess i have to adopt his as well and at this point at this point if we haven't already we now see that there's no way that we can do this on our own we can see that the world around us needs this we can see where it has some real merit and benefits, but we can also see that there's no way that you and I can live up to this standard on our own, in and of ourselves. So the question becomes then, how then, how, Lord, can I do this? How do I actually begin to accomplish this? And we find the answer over a few pages in John 15, verses 9 and 10. There he says, Jesus says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Here we find that as we keep God's commands, then we remain in his love. And therefore then, as we remain in his love, then we can exhibit his love to those around us. That as we remain in his love. Then we have his love. To extend to others. So remaining in his love. Is the key. And he gives us the answer to that. Then we can remain in his love. As we keep his commands. Here specifically. In this commands. We 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 see. The the circle, the command is that we love one another. So as we go out and love one another, as we actually try and accomplish that, then we know that we're remaining in his love. So as we seek him for help, we can be assured that he will help us to do that. As we pursue him to accomplish this command then we know that he will be right there helping us to be successful in it. Now, on that note this morning, I'd love to be able to tell you that it's really simple. But it's not. We're in this world right now, and honestly, I don't think that there's this side of Eden has ever been a world where it hasn't been the case, where we want the win without the practice. We want somehow God to just swoop in and make it happen. But the fact is is that we're going to have to lean into this and work on it. It's going to take effort. It's going to take determination. It's going to take intentionality, intentionality for this to happen. And there's just no way around that. There's no way that this just happens, that we pray a prayer and all of a sudden we've got God's love and we go out and do it right forevermore. So I'm just saying up front, I'm not here trying to make, pretend that this is going to be simple or easy. I'm not. It's going to be tough. But as we invest and as we do engage with God in this, then we will find success. And in that success, we will also find God. He will demonstrate himself to us in ways that are real and tangible. And then we can grow in our faith. And that leads us on to new things ahead of us. So the cost of... I would venture to say this morning, and I would hope that you would hear me, the cost is worth it. Because in this we know God. We know Him. We find Him. We discover Him. And therein we can also become like Him. John Stott gives us a really great picture of what we can expect as we grow in loving one another, as we pursue God in this. He says, negatively, which isn't to say badly, but preventatively, if we love each other, we will not stand in judgment on, one, on each other, or speak evil against each other. We will not bite or devour each other, as if we were wild beasts. And we will not provoke or envy or lie to each other, But positively, which is to say what it promotes, positively, if we love each other, we will be kind and compassionate to each other, we'll forbear and forgive each other, submit to each other and build each other up, we will practice hospitality to each other ungrudgingly, encourage each other, admonish and comfort each other, pray for each other and bear each other's burdens. These are all things that we're going to continue to unpack in the rest of this series. But that's a picture of what it can look like. That we would be here for one another in a way that we don't normally find in our lives. Where it's not token, where it's not just lip service, but where we as a community come together and we start to experience that. And all the benefits that go with it. But there's one thing more to note, just so you don't have to take my word for it. This morning we need to understand, we need to recognize that this is not just a duty for us today that Jesus gave us. One more thing on the to-do list before I'm going. I go. But rather, it's a path for us today by which we can come to know him. And C.S. Lewis says this in Mere Christianity. God can show himself as he really is only to real men. And that means not simply to men. And we're not talking about the gender here. We're talking about mankind, okay? Okay. And that means not simply to to men who are individually good, but to men who are united together in a body, loving one another, helping one another, showing him to one another. For that is what God meant humanity to be like, like players in one band or organs in one body. Consequently, the only really adequate instrument for learning about God is the whole Christian community waiting for him together. God is so good. He doesn't just give us commands for kicks and giggles. He gives us these commands for our good so that we can come to know him. And there is nothing, hear me, nothing better than knowing almighty God in your life today. So the question today is, how are you doing in this whole area of the long view of loving one another. And this week, wherever you're at, what can you do better at developing the long view? I mentioned at the beginning that we were excited about this series because we were hoping that we'd be coming out of covid and covid's taught us that we don't do life well solo. So this week, as you engage with God, who is it that he puts in your path or on your mind that you can reach out and demonstrate his love to? Engage with him on that. Go home today. Unconsciously, strategically, intentionally pursue him in that. Lord, who is it? There'll be some automatics. Your family? Yep, for sure. Absolutely. But there might be more. So engage with him in that. See what you can do to love them like Christ loves us. And this week too, on the same note of COVID, even this morning we're here and we're back to wearing some masks and so on and so forth. And I know I know that there are strong opinions on both sides of this topic, but I want to encourage you at this point when, when people have had it in so many respects and where we're seeing even tensions starting to escalate around this again with the whole potential of going back into some restrictions and stuff like that. This is an opportunity for us church to love one another on both sides of the fence. In here and out there. So again, I'd encourage you. Talk to God. What's the long view this morning? And pursue him in helping you adopt it for your life. Let's pray. Father, this morning again. Lord, as we go out from here now. I pray that you would take your word and that you would grow it in our hearts and in our minds. That you would bring it to mind for us regularly over the course of this week and the weeks ahead. That you would help us, God, to grow. As we enter into this ministry season, Lord, that this wouldn't be just another fall. That this wouldn't be just another kickoff. But that this would be the start or the continuation in a whole new way of knowing you on a whole new, another level. And such that, God, we would just be sucked into you and the mission that you have for us. And that as we do, that we would find life fulfilling in ways that we haven't ever before. And so to that end again, I pray for your blessing. And I ask all of these things in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. All right. Hey, so thanks again for being here. Really cool. uh, First service to have everybody out for first service like this. And we're going to do this again in a few minutes. It's crazy to think about doing two services. I'm excited about that. You don't have to stay for that, though. You can go. So have a great week, and we'll see you next week and go from there.